Welcome to the OCRWC podcast. My guest today is the current male 15K world champion, Tyler Bim. After starting OCR back in 2013, he's worked his way up the ranks. And with a win at his first ever OCRWC and 100 miles of world's toughest mudder, he's proven his capabilities over long and mid-length courses. But now he has his eye on something new. Hey, good afternoon, Tyler. Thank you for joining me on the OCRWC podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Feeling good. <laughs> How has 2023 been for you so far? Because we're starting to kind of get into it. There's not been a lot going on, but we're, we're starting to get into the year. How's it been for you? Yeah, good. Um, I'm planning my season still. Uh, I just finished my first ultra, well, first uh, 100K uh, trail ultra yeah, it was, it was hot. It was out in Arizona. I don't know if wow. you've ever been out there, but, um, it got to like seventies. Yeah, it was, it was pretty warm, but I finished it. It came down to just needing to finish. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, I, I learned a lot in that one. I've, I've done longer races like 24 hours, but this one just kind of felt different. Mm, well, I was going to say, we obviously know you've got history of uh, doing longer races. We'll talk about World's Toughest Mudder. Uh, but I, I mean, I do love it when people throw terms on like, oh, I just did 100K. Um, it sounds like that was kind of a bit more of a challenge for you. Where, where did that challenge come from? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I got a little dehydrated later. That, that was kind of as expected. But, you know, it was, it was kind of, I started feeling not as motivated, really. Um, I guess I was running by myself for, for so long and I just gave myself pretty much too much time to think. Um, and I just kept thinking about the second half of the race because the, the whole entire like first half is all downhill. Uh, it's pretty smooth sailing. Like you're feeling pretty good. Um, and pretty much the top 20, 25 guys went out so fast, like between six to six thirty mile pace. And like, you know, I was, I kind of knew the second half of the course was, was going to get pretty challenging. Um, and so I just kind of got in my head a little bit. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of a mental block and, um, and I, I didn't have a support crew. So I was kind of, I was kind of on my own. So yeah, like I started feeling a little overwhelming, like midway through and, uh, I sat down at the aid station and just kind of thought about, uh, whether or not I should like drop out, like it's kind of a silly silly thought, you know, I just, uh, I guess I wasn't having as much fun in the, at the time, but like I had people come up to me and just ask like, what can we do? What can we, how can we help you? And I had someone ask, uh, if, if I could, if they could pace me. So, uh, you know, I, I said, yeah, let's do it. Like I, I just, I needed someone to hold me accountable for it. So, um, I had someone pace me the last like 25 miles and I was actually, I was able to run kind of quicker than I thought at first I was kind of struggling because we had a, a couple big, big climbs, uh, in the second half, but you know, I, I made it through, I, I finished, uh, about like an hour ish, uh, off my time that I, I planned to finish in, which, you know, that's, that's fine. It's a long race. Um, it's kind of silly to have like this. I, I kind of had some expectations of, um, kind of finishing a certain place, certain time, but like it just ended up, the, the fact that I finished it was, was became a, a good goal for me. So, um, I'm really happy with it. And like, um, nutrition wise, I think I, I fueled a little better than I have in, in previous races. So that's something that I, um, that I was improving on. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I learned a lot and, you know, a 24 hour races is, is one thing, but like this, this just felt different for me. It was just, much faster we were running much faster for for a longer distance longer period of time so um it just kind of felt felt newer for me in that sense but it was good it was very competitive <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting you say that because for anyone who's listened to this podcast will be so bored of me going on about my recent running journey and something i've kind of recently come upon is this struggle in running and covering I mean when I say covering distances I'm not covering distances like any athletes that I speak to but for me they're distances and the I ran today and I got to a point I just kind of started walking I was like god I'm 
I don't know how I'm going to carry on. I don't know what to do. Like my brain was kind of, sometimes I tell myself stories and I listen to music, but there was, there was nothing to kind of motivate me to keep going. And I was wondering, how do people do this? And when they're doing very long events where there's there's not like an immediate end in sight, how would you self-motivate to keep going? This sounds like this was a really difficult situation without a support crew, uh, you know, with a se- much harder second half than first half. What do you have a process in place to be able to pull yourself through? Yeah, um, I think I think what I've been it would have been better for me to break up the race just a little bit more um, rather than just I kind of broke it up into halves. Um, and I just I was just I kept thinking about that whole another like 25 miles to go. And I think just trying to piece it out a little little more like maybe each aid station like, OK, well, we're going to we're going to work fairly hard to this next aid station and then kind of chill out after like kind of break it up into, into chunks like that. I think that would have helped me tremendously. Um, that would have been a, a pretty good strategy. Um, cause I, I was trying to, trying to think how, how can I improve that way? Cause I, mm-hmm. I just, my mind was so set on the whole rest of the, of the race. Um, and yeah, I mean, a, a couple times I, I was starting to pick people off a little bit. Um, it, it really helps if you feel like you're, you're in the competition still, you, you know, you're not in no man's land for, for hours and hours. And I mean, that's, that's ultra running. Yeah. But, um, I kept trying to focus on, on some people ahead of me, um, and, and try to reel them in. So that's, you know, most of the races I've done, it's, uh, usually have competition around me. I'm not usually not in, in no man's land for, mm-hmm. for too long, but, um, I guess this particular one, I, I was, by myself for a a lengthy period of time but yeah you know (laughs) I I just my last podcast was with an ultra runner funnily enough and we spoke about that kind of uh the the difficulty as well that he faces in this no man's land he spoke about a race where he didn't see anyone for five or six hours it sounds so when you compare that to something like Okay, again, world's toughest mother. I know you're out by yourself a lot. You might have maybe sometimes someone running with you, but there is a lot of solo periods. But there's always kind of it's a five mile loop. You know, you're coming back to the the village and there are people. Something like, uh, you know, a Spartan race or OCRWC. There's there's not many periods, I guess, where you kind of really by yourself. I mean, you're competing. Hopefully, you're up at the front by yourself. But otherwise, it's it's a totally different game, isn't it? Yeah. You know, for for those shorter ones, I guess uh, I'm working a, a little harder to where I I can't think as much as uh, versus if I'm running at like 10 minute pace. You know, at it's I guess it's kind of different. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I'm okay with running in no man's land for like in a maybe half marathon or so. Um, I feel like it's still a short enough di- distance where I'm I'm comfortable enough. I can I can um, all kind of be in my head a little bit think about some things but I don't get too much time to to think about I'm more focused on on the task at hand but Mm. yeah you know I'm I'm still new to this ultra thing so (laughs) um, I'm just trying to figure out some some strategies and it you know physically I feel I feel good I feel capable of of doing these but um it it kind of comes down to like the mental aspect of it because like it's it's a pretty intimidating race like it's not you know, I know I have the capacity to to finish it, but it's like, it's still pretty intimidating to me, mm. to be honest. Like, oh, it, it sounds, it sounds so difficult. Ultra running sounds difficult. And, it, you know, I know you have to have the fitness, you have to have the base fitness, you have to have the strength, but the mental game sounds so extreme. And I, for one, not sure I could ever get it. So it's, <laughs> Hats off to anyone who can take on an ultra. You know, I look at people doing things like the shorter race, you know, 15K, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, God, you. I mean, I, I'll chase them for a few minutes with a camera and just be like, oh, I'm dying here. And yet guys are doing it afraid. So I know that that's difficult in that sense. But this is this is another whole new level. So hats off to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see where it takes me. You know, I, I don't know how long I'll be doing it, but um, I want to try and get better at it. So. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing goal. Do you have uh, many ultras planned over the year? Are you going to be mixing ultra and OCR? Yeah, um, I plan on doing uh, another another 100K out in Colorado here. Uh, that one's going to be, I'm going to try to qualify for the UTMB race. Um, one of their, not the 100 miler, but their 
uh, the CCC, which is their hundred K that's mm. like their uh, big sister, um, to the, to the hundred miler. Mm. But, uh, I'm going to also be doing uh, a multi-stage race out in California, uh, broken arrow sky race. They have, yeah. It's, it's a cool one. It's super competitive. Um, I did the, the VK, the vertical kilometer and the 23 K they keep changing the distances, the 23 K, um, or 20, 26. And, uh, I'm going to also do the, the 42 K too. So, um, three, three days of racing out there. So that'll be a big weekend. Um, and then if I do qualify for UTMB, then I'll, I'll be doing that in September. <clears throat> and then I guess, uh, November will be, uh, world's toughest again. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't signed up for it yet, but um, I, I plan on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What but, kind of made you um, feel like you wanted to give ultras a go? What was the motivation be- behind starting them? Because not everyone who does OCR thinks, okay, I'm going to try ultra. You know, there there is a crossover, but it's a very different market. Yeah. Um, I guess it started with like COVID. Uh, I, I was training a, a ton more than I usually did. And I would go for runs uh, much longer than I'd usually go for. And I just, I had a really good feeling that I like my endurance was just way better than I thought it would be. And it, I, I guess I, I wanted to find that, that just that challenge of running a little further, a little faster than, I mean, I never thought I would have, I would have gotten into ultras in the first place, but I guess there's just a time period in my training where I, I thought, you know, I am capable of doing this. And I just kept thinking to myself, like, where, where would I stack up if I, if I tried one? I mean, it's, it's so new to me, but I, I feel like I can learn so much, so much about myself. Um, You know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I feel like I can, I have a chance to like, look in myself look like deep down and and discover something about myself that i um i didn't know was there but i haven't found that i don't think quite yet but i'm i'm tapping into into something here Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's there's just that that time period during covid where i I trained a ton and i think i my fitness showed that i was uh, capable of of doing an ultra so i just you know thought "Eh, why not Give it a go. I mean, if if you are capable or you have the physical capability to get to that point, it seems a shame not to. And if you're able to yeah. do it. So you say yeah. you kind of you hope you think there might be a point where you find something out about yourself. You dig a dig, you learn something about yourself. Where do you feel that that could come from in the running? Do you think is it part of the achievement or the suffering or the breakthrough? Where are you kind of seeing that? Or you're not sure yet. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's the the suffering part of it. It's like, I feel like I I just I have so much more to give. Like it's it's there, but I I haven't quite made the, uh, the choice to um, throw myself fully into the into the deep end. Like it's it's just a different kind of like hurt, different type of fatigue that I'm like still trying to figure out like how long can I can I last through this and like yeah I guess it's just the in in the process in the moment just trying to trying to work through um that like pain fatigue whatever and seeing if I can push past that little extra wall that's there it's like you know everybody gets to that point and it's like you you have that decision to stay behind the wall or to just kind of go for it and you know, just push yourself to a completely new level. It's like, I I think everyone has that, that potential. And I feel like I'm, I'm so close to kind of getting to that point, but I'm, I'm still kind of, it's still nerve wracking to me, I guess, whenever I enter an ultra and I I get to that point, it's like, you know, do I, is it worth pushing right now? Like, am I going to risk my race? Like I, you know, those questions go through my head. So maybe at some point I should just ignore that and, you know, and carry on but i'm so cautious when it comes to that stuff i'm like oh i don't want to jeopardize my race if i if i push too hard here so it's it's still like i don't know i don't know there's so many variables that i'm i'm like unsure about but i i think 
at some point I just need to go for it. And, you know, it's like, maybe I'll pay for it later in the race, but, um, I think I could, I could learn a thing or two from, from it. Mm. Um, you know, at black Canyon, uh, that, that was the, the last hundred K that I did, um, that I, I thought about, you know, really pushing myself and, but I, I kind of stayed in this, like, I guess, sort of comfort zone, like just, you know, I was pushing myself pretty hard, but I think I, I think there is an extra gear there that I, I could have, um, gotten into, but like, I just couldn't find that, the you know, I couldn't find that motivation to like get to that point, I guess. And so I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like <laughs> it's a big risk, isn't it? It's a big risk to push where the results are unknown. If you know what you're capable of, you know, that you're safe and to take that extra risk, it could destroy a whole race. It could take you out of a race, which I'm guessing you don't want to do, but yeah, I can hear what you're saying. It's 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 discovering what you're capable of. And it's funny as you were talking, I was like, you know, we've we've made ourselves, the world has made it so comfortable for us. You know, we've got heating, we've got clothes, we've got houses, we've got food in abundance, we've got everything that's so comfortable. And yet it seems that the real development and the real enjoyment of life comes from pushing the boundaries, doing something difficult, and finding out that little bit about you. The comfort isn't actually isn't actually that good for us and and I and I feel that so much when I talk to people like you and I can hear the way you're speaking about it and and it it helps me because we don't always like pushing ourselves and we don't always like what is uncomfortable but the the reward is so huge yeah yeah you know I've I've just finished a race before and and you know I might maybe my time or placement wasn't great but like just that feeling of crossing the line it was just phenomenal feeling like you know maybe if i even if i didn't quite push myself to the um to the to the edge completely but you know it's there is a good feeling about finishing something so demanding like it's uh it can be rewarding but yeah i'm just hoping at some point i can find the courage to make a a big move like somewhere in the middle of a, a race like that um i think it just takes some some experience um so yeah, yeah they're they're big events and yeah i think i know very little about them about them but what i do know is yeah you've got to learn how you behave and and, and how to take it because there's nothing predictable about them so it sounds like you're doing the right thing and and you're trying more than anything you've taken the first risk by putting yourself out there and having big goals and that's fantastic yeah yeah for sure i'm excited for the rest of the season so um yeah yeah i think uh been a few months since world's toughest and i'm i'm excited to have built my my volume back up to where um it's normally at so you know that's a good sign of fitness and i'm hoping to keep this ball rolling you know <laughs> <laughs> so let's rewind a little bit then and go back to world's toughest um as you performed incredibly well there uh back in that was november wasn't it mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, I was there. It's my first ever time at World's Toughest Mudder and seeing it. And it's, it was an incredible event. And I saw your name on the list and I saw Chris Rogowski on the list. And I was like, yep, they're going to do well. And everyone's like, I was like, nope, they're going to do well. <laughs> what was it, like six weeks or four weeks previously? I was like, yep, they're fit and strong. Um, yeah. And it was amazing. So talk to me about your experience there and, and what it's like doing a 24-hour obstacle course race. Yeah. Uh, so that was my second 24 hour. Uh, my first one was uh, Spartan ultra worlds the year prior. And this one was, this one was cool. It was a, uh, it was very flat course. Uh, Spartan ultra worlds was, uh, it was at altitude is very mountainous. So it's pretty cool. I, I knew that I could get more mileage at this one. Um, I ran 85 miles uh, out at the Spartan ultra worlds and, you know, a hundred this one. And, um, that's that's kind of where I like capped my my where I wanted to cap my race at. And it was funny because like when I got to the the hundred mile mark, I still had uh, like a couple hours left. I could have gone back out and done another lap, maybe walked it, but I was just like good at that point. But um, no, it was awesome. I I had my parents come out with me. Uh, they crewed for me, and that was their second time doing it, so they were a little more experienced. And, uh, we had, a uh, our pit was our, 
our site was like right there along the course. So it was like the most convenient thing ever. You just um, cross the finish line and then boom, like our tent was right there. Um, or we didn't even have a tent with just a table with the foods and wow. stuff on it. Um, <laughs> we were just going super minimal. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Like the, the setup of the course and everything. And, um, I really liked like the festival area. They, they had a big leader leaderboard up there and they had mm -hmm. music playing. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like they, they did a pretty good job at uh, putting it on and you know, the, the vibes, like everyone like throughout the night had, had pretty good energy and, um, you know, you definitely would see a lot of people just looking like zombies and <laughs> just exhausted, <laughs> but you know, the music kept going. Um, it was like a party all night, but yeah, the, uh, the, the dang water, like it just, it got so cold, like it got so cold. Uh, you know, I, I had never worn a wetsuit before. And so yeah, for a while it, it felt pretty good. Like right when I got it on, like I was still pretty warm for, um, I don't know, maybe from like mile 60 to like 80 ish, you know, the temperatures were still like, they were like mild, still doable. Um, but as the night progressed, like it got really about, cold. It was about four in the morning. It got very yeah. cold. Yeah. And I, I, everyone had said, you know, that's the time where it gets really dark figuratively. Yes. Like it's <laughs> cold. There are still hours and hours and hours to go the sun's not coming up for a while. And I do remember that point. And I was like, oh God, I'm so glad I'm not running. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing that could get me out running. Uh -huh. I was in so much awe of everyone out on that course, but it got really cold. And yeah, the water you had to go through, it's, 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 um, the obstacles it's a were crazy race. It's yeah. just, I, I couldn't, you know, there's usually, I'm pretty good at obstacles, but like, uh there's there's one that was like pretty straightforward you just climb across a cargo net and i tried it once and it it didn't take me too long but it like zapped out all of my energy i mean i was spent and uh yeah i i just after that i kept taking the penalty which was like you take a little teaspoon oh yeah and you you know pick up some dirt with it fill up a cup and like go back and forth and it was super was easy that, like was super that chill dingleberries <laughs> or something like that i can't remember but it was yeah i remember I like know. some of the penalties um for so the penalty for foot feet something um the, yeah was horrible it was the one where you had to wear like drunk goggles and have stuff <laughs> and i was just thinking there's no way i could do this but i put the goggles no. on when we did the hot lap and i was like i can't see anything <laughs> but it was it was a, a mean obstacle you know it was bad enough it, yeah it wasn't an easy obstacle but what's it like I did wonder this because Tough Mudder and especially World's Toughest have a very particular style of uh, existing it's a very silly event in some ways you know their advertising and their social media is always a little bit rude and a little bit silly <clears throat> you know they really mess about the obstacles have silly names you've got to do really stupid stuff <laughs> how does it feel like competing and doing you know trying really hard and doing a really what it's a hard race i'm not taking anything away from it when i say it, it's it makes itself silly because it's a difficult race but how do you kind of balance like the absolute silliness of this is a banana grip with <laughs> i am competing for prize money and a podium spot and putting myself through hell like how do the two balance yeah i mean yeah i, I tried to use that silliness and try to just laugh off some of these things um i mean the banana grip that was actually that was a was that funky chunky monkey or funky, whatever funky like, oh, yeah some, something monkey oh <laughs> uh, that was so hard like i i looked at that i'm like huh okay like yeah these are kind of silly like it looks a little challenging but i think i could do it but yeah i never even like got through that obstacle at all but um yeah and like the penalty for that was uh just bounce around on a mm. like a sounds like a killer ball. for the legs <laughs> Oh my like, God. It's I can't sad. imagine how difficult that must be on the quads. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, all these, all these things were so goofy, but, uh, I, I tried to just kind of, kind of laugh that off. I, I mean, yeah, it was very different from, from other championship type races. And, um, I don't know. It's like, it, it, it definitely was silly, but, um, I tried to, I tried to kind of use that a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it's, 
it's not as uh not as hardcore i guess here like it even though some of those penalties and whatnot were were challenging um i just i tried to just have have a different perspective of it and <laughs> i mean yeah it didn't it didn't quite feel like a true uh i guess championship style race like um maybe maybe that's not what they're trying to go for like they're still trying to keep the the tough mutter vibe and mm. uh, the, the party vibe you know like that's that's just what they're what they're all about and they're trying to make this fun and um i can kind of see why they're doing why they're doing that like um i respect that and um, i don't know if they'll ever get rid of those types of things i, I mean i hope not i think it's on brand <laughs> and it's perfect and there's a definite space for that kind of thing in the ocr market and it's it's a yeah. really tough event like i just I, I can imagine like myself doing it. There would be a point where I'd get really tired and really worn out. And I'd probably just be like, oh, for God's sake, <laughs> like just get really annoyed at the silliness. Yeah. I, but... I think they just want, they want people to, like talk about this stuff, you know, mm. like just all the, the silliness. And um, it, I mean, it, it does make, make it all stand out. You know, there's, mm. there's, there's a ton of things going on in the festival area, I guess, too. Like all these other little challenges you can do. Yeah. Um, like, uh, biting into like peppers or something and just weird like putting your hand in a box and oh you could get electrocuted or there's something something sharp that'll hurt you or something i, I don't know like they had mm. some some weird shenanigans going on in there but <laughs> yeah i think they just want they just want to be the the talk of the town they they want to have have people that you know go back to work and um share some silly stories about mm. what happened but um yeah i mean it's it is funny to have that and like in a world championship event um that was that was a real treat <laughs> <laughs> what's it like doing um a lapped event like i i expected people to take longer breaks between their laps but from what i saw everyone who was competing it was come through in fact very often not even leave the course tents were right next to the course and then literally shove in some nutrition put on a layer if they had to adjust the layers they had and go straight out What's the mental side of doing a five mile loop? Because five miles as a OCR when there's very cold water, et cetera, isn't short. That's that's I mean, it's it's quite a long it can be a longish loop. So there can be a point, I'm guessing, where you like, you know, for your last loop, you said you got to a hundred, you could have done another, but you're like, oh, I can't. Yeah. It's like it's not long, <laughs> it's not short, but it's long enough. And there's that always that temptation every five miles. And if you're gonna get to a hundred, you've got to do a lot of five miles to kind of go. Oh, I could just take a break. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how does know. that work mentally? <laughs> well, I, I guess after racing Spartan Ultra Worlds, it was like, uh, well, let's see, that was like six-ish mile loops, but I think it took maybe a little bit more time. This mm -hmm. one was just a little bit shorter because it was um, it's nice and flat. But I don't know. I felt it actually felt a little bit reassuring, like uh, having having kind of a little more of a closed course. Um, I guess it at some point it did feel like it got pretty lengthy maybe because my pace was starting to slow down um but i i don't know i there's so many people um on the course like most of the time and so i i liked that um you know i wasn't by myself as much but um yeah i guess i guess five miles was kind of like kind of that borderline like it does feel kind of long it's still it's not you know, a little bit shorter than a 10k, but um, I it, it didn't feel too terrible for me. I guess overall, like mentally, it was just just right. Like I was out for an hour ish, and then back to civilization. Like it was, it didn't feel like I was out there for maybe maybe like the last second to last lap. It did feel like forever, but um, I I like that format. You know, it's yeah, about like an hour or so of running, and then. You take a nice break and then another little hour. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I would be so tempted to kind of sit down. And I know once I sat down. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Cold. Yeah, I, hurt. I didn't even want to, I didn't even want to sit down to like change my shoes. I just, I just kept going. Um, it might not have been in the best idea, but I, yeah, I just, I didn't even want any reason to like, sit down or stop because mostly because I was so cold and like I would just be shivering myself to, to death so I just just kept running but yeah no it was it was tempting 
I think that's possibly actually a very good idea to to not to not sit down at all, do everything on the yeah. fly, because yeah, stopping. I mean, in anything, stopping is the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I when I sat down at the aid station um, at Black Canyon, I was I actually felt kind of kind of good once I got back up. I guess I wasn't uh, wasn't as tired as I thought I was, but that was a nice little break. Um, yeah, but yeah, just kind of bending over a little bit I was like "Ooh." <laughs> <laughs> so then prior to that completely different event was uh you were at OCRWC and you performed incredibly well there yeah yeah that was that was awesome I mean definitely unexpected um yeah I had planned on doing the uh Spartan Ultra Worlds that year but you know it got canceled so um, yeah, I think I just put in like a really good taper for that week. Like I, <laughs> I just reduced my mileage like a ton and my body was just, just primed for, for that, that distance. And yeah, I just, I felt really good that particular day too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you looked great throughout the race. You looked great. And then when you crossed the finish line, like I've got a really nice short clip of you just kind of going, woo, and it's just like <laughs> punchy, happy, like, yeah, I did it, but not, you know, you're not you just you're just you and you've just run a great race how was it it was all i mean that was my first time at ocrwc and um the obstacles were so fun like i you know every time i saw one i was always excited coming up to one i was like yeah like we get to take a nice little break and i get to focus on something i've never really done before and that was that was really exciting like you know there's some other factors unknown here but um, I liked that. Like it broke, broke up the race a lot more for me. Um, you know, physically and mentally, like I had done some other, uh, trail races prior to that, that I think gave me some, like a lot of confidence, just, uh, just running over like mountainous terrain and, um, doing, you know, a bunch of just racing on very steep, challenging terrain. I think that definitely carried over for me in, in this race kind of gave me a little, little advantage, um, cause I, I felt good on the climbs. I was pretty much trying to run as much as I could. Um, and yeah, I think just having that exposure to those, those other races prior, um, definitely helped, but yeah, like the obstacles were, were super exciting. Um, I liked having that, that breakup kind of having that extra bit of time to focus on something else, uh, than running like that, that felt really good. Um, I think it, it played in my favor. Like if, if it was just a regular uh, running race, you know, yeah, that would be, that'd be fun, but the race would be over too soon. It wouldn't have been <laughs> as exciting. I, I don't think but I, and I guess I felt obligated to, to go out just a little bit harder. Um, Cause I wasn't sure how, how I would fare on the obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, what is it? The sketch or no. Uh, Gibbons. I, I had practiced Gibbons a, a few times before that. And I was like, okay. Um, I thought I would have, I thought it would have taken me more time. I was a little unsure about it, but you know, I wanted to give myself that time coming into it to like, like have enough time to go through. And, mm. um, and I didn't want anybody around me <laughs> when I did it. So that was kind of my motivation. <laughs> I wanted to be by myself. I, I was really surprised the first time I tried Gibbons at how hard it was. So I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do swinging obstacles really well. Then like, you know, and then I did it. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tricky. It's like, you have to be so like calm, collective going through it. It's like, you know, kind of requires like coordination, strength. And I, I, I like it. It's a good obstacle. I think, what was the catchphrase for that one? I think it was something like smooth is slow and slow is fast. That sounds It was sounds something along right. those is lines. That... So it was smooth and slow in there making you yeah. go faster. Because it is one yeah. of those you've got to be really, you can't. I um, I love drop zone this year. So that was the one where it was oh, kind yeah. of like, uh, almost like a three-rung ladder up. And then you have to uh-huh. go down again and then up and down again. Yeah. I could not do that at all. But <laughs> any upper body strength. But that was a great one. Um, and it was right in the event village as well. So it was a good one to watch. Yeah. I, I was excited for that one. Um, I didn't I didn't really know completely how to go into it. Like I just, you know, got only got time to look at it. Um, I didn't know if I was gonna swing from the bottom bar or the very top, but I kind of found a happy medium for that one. And um yeah, like I I 
I've watched some videos of me going through it and I'm like it it's not that bad like but I I I didn't take too much risk um mm. I don't think like I you know I was trying to use as much momentum as I could going through it um but yeah that was a very exciting one I I like that one and that that was new right mm, that was new for, for 2022 yeah okay. uh that that was a, an obstacle actually that was an obstacle where athletes some athletes competing did take a risk on um and it didn't always pay off it was a tricky one because you could you know skip a lot of it with a big swing or lacheing or you could kind of you know be a bit more conservative and sometimes it paid off and sometimes it didn't it's for me, that's really the beauty of obstacle course racing. There's a video that I've shared a few times on the uh, Instagram page, the ACLWC Instagram page, of Chris and Lindsay at Valkyrie, which yeah. is the up and down like that, uh -huh, that rings yeah. on, on the team event. And Lindsay is, they're both doing it beautifully, but Chris just comes in and she's like, screw this. And she does it in like three <laughs> swings and overtakes that point. And I'm like, this is like where you see obstacle course racing happening because yeah. when you see the changes happening on the obstacles and you see that proficiency you know coming into play there and it was so lovely and Lindsay could have done it that way she just did she didn't take the risk and mm -hmm. I guess you know that's where you the choice that you have to make it can pay off or it or it might not and it's um the the risks and the calculations that you guys make whilst kind of at full pace and competing is I think incredible. That's why I get yeah. so kind of <laughs> excited about just, it. Yeah. You just gotta like find that that balance. I mean what you're what you think you're comfortable with, you know, you just have to play to your own skill set and like, you know, maybe you know so and so can blast through the obstacles and you can take a risk to try to match up with their their speed going through it. But yeah, you just you just gotta do your own thing and um whatever feels right in the moment i guess it's it's uh it, it can be a gamble sometimes but mm. if i if i think i'm pretty comfortable like with the obstacle then i i'll probably take some risks most most likely if i know it'll save me like valuable enough time but mm. i guess for the most part i'm usually um fairly cautious but yeah like like with the new spartan 3k series i think hopefully we'll see uh We'll, we'll be able to get familiar with obstacles and and we'll find ways to get you know go through them more quicker more efficiently and um that'll be exciting to see you know how how people get faster through those so i'm excited for that is that something that you're going to be hopefully taking part in yeah um, i want to i want to be a part of it and just see see where the sport's going if it's worth pursuing mm -hmm. um I really don't know what to expect. Like, I don't think it'll be completely different uh, from uh, previous Spartan races, like the obstacles, they'll, they'll change up some, some things. I think they might have some different rigs, but I think overall, um, like the, the courses I would imagine would be, I don't know how much they'll utilize, like if they're at a ski resort, if they'll utilize much of the the terrain, like going up the mountain. I mean, like OCRWC, um, or if it's going to be more enclosed, like a very s small area. I mean, mm. you know, three There's kilometers. There's so much is... you can do with what's well, it's, it's. Yeah. Isn't it one k? They're one k loops. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Like. Multiple I think have I have I misunderstood that? Um, but so there's not much. I, I pitched it in my head as being kind of quite self, yeah, enclosed and spectator and media friendly. But that's maybe just the way I'm coming at it, and that's what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah. And I would expect as well. Again, this is my expectations. This is not coming from Spartan that they would. It would make sense to try and keep the terrain reasonably similar so that then it could be standardized. Um, mm -hmm. Because one of the big things Spartan's doing is trying to standardize a lot. And terrain is, I mean, terrain is a course maker or breaker, really, isn't it? It's, you can have exactly the same obstacles in two locations and the two completely different races because of the terrain. Yeah. And it, I mean, if they did utilize terrain, I, there's going to be a break between obstacles. So I, I don't know if that's something they'll they'll focus on. I mean, I think they'll try to make the obstacles the, the biggest factor um, in like changing up the the field a little bit i, I don't mm. think terrain 
Yeah, I can imagine with such a small course, they'll they'll want to make obstacles pretty much the the biggest factor in the yeah. in the race. Like star it, of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say. You know, I don't I don't know what they're what they're fully planning on doing, but I the fact that it will hopefully be more spectator friendly will will be pretty exciting. Like having mm. people right there on the course lined up, like that's that'll be pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping hoping we can get a lot of people you know, yeah. together and uh, have it a like a big, bigger event, you know, rather than have it all spaced out. We're running through the woods 10 miles out. <laughs> that is as extreme different from ultra running as you can get. I mean, I've done yeah, years yeah. and years and years and years ago, I did a, which I've spoken about before, a very short course, um, very spectator friendly event. And it was amazing. Like it was horrible. It was on a BMX track. So yeah. it was very, very hilly um but it was great fun and having the crowd shouting you know supporting oh yeah made such a difference it was like oh well, yeah. i'm being watched now i've got the support i'm gonna keep going rather than like oh it's me <laughs> uh so having that you know a head-to-head spectator friendly event can be incredibly exciting for everyone so it would be it would be very good if they managed to bring all of that together it could it's it's definitely a new step for ocr yeah i'm hoping they you know have things like locked in ready to go i like i there's there might be a lot of like gray areas like things to fix um that's probably as expected but like yeah i'm i think with such a such a small um course you know i don't know i don't know how much could go wrong necessarily but yeah you know we'll we'll see um I'm hoping there, there's going to be a good turnout of athletes. Uh, I know the first race of the Elite Series is on the same weekend as uh, Go Ruck, which is a, a big race that mm. some other other guys are going to go to and do. But I mean, yeah. I will say I, I love Spartan. I've always supported Spartan, and I'm a big fan of the races. But the only criticism I can ever give them is their scheduling sucks yeah i know <laughs> i don't know whether they do it on purpose or whether it's just they don't look at what other events are happening but yeah there's always seems yeah. to be scheduling uh disputes with every event <laughs> yeah but... i i tried my best to like fit in fit in the races that i plan on doing with my uh my other trail races so somehow i, I made it work but yeah, yeah. it is kind of silly <laughs> <laughs> So what do you have planned in for 2023 regarding OCR? How are you going to fit that in around the ultras? Um, well, the the Spartan, I want to do the four races, you know, go pretty much all in for the Spartan 3K series. Um, and then World's Toughest. Uh, oh, and obviously OCRWC. Um, that's, uh, that's another big one. Um, yeah, I mean, like the first, first Spartan race is going to be a week after my hundred K. So, um, I'm kind of just, I'm going to, I'm not going to come into that fresh, but, um, it's just going to be, I'm just going to race down a little and, um, hope for the best for that one. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I try to space out my races with like at least a couple weeks apart. So I was able to, to do that for the most part the re- for the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, I I'd say about every month I'll have, I'll have an OCR. Um, there's a couple couple months where I just do trail, but I think I I'll have it balanced out enough to where I can mm. perform fairly well in in the races that I want. Because um, I I don't like to race a ton. Uh, I have the flexibility now to do that. Uh, earlier I had not. I was not given that opportunity, but now I have the flexibility, so um, I'm kind of taking taking advantage of that. But yeah, I, I like to really be prepared for for my races and I think I, I've spaced them out enough and yeah, I, I'll definitely be racing like up and down in distance a couple times in the season, um, kind of back-to-back race weekends. So <laughs> I'm kind of excited for that, but I think it's very doable. It's not like I'm doing a, a hundred miler one week and then another hundred miler the next, like Oh, it's um, <laughs> it's gonna be so strange though. I was just thinking when you're saying you're going from a hundred K and then a week later the uh three K series, like Yeah. It's gonna <laughs> feel so different on the body, isn't it? I know. I I think I'll be more nervous for the it sounds weird. I'll be more nervous for the three K series. It's just like I don't know, like 
just everybody's there and you're not uh, you, more that. more attention is on you like I but that's also an <laughs> adrenaline fueled race like mm -hmm. it, you you can't you know there is going to be a bit of adrenaline doing any kind of race and event but you can't power 100k off adrenaline you would yeah. crash <laughs> so quickly there's this it's a different kind of event but a you know a 1k loop which is pure competition fast and furious that's running on adrenaline which is then also why it's going to be difficult to then do the three stages and and go through the day and kind of be able to pep yourself up for the next one but doing the event itself yeah i i would be a bag of nerves on that start line. I imagine everyone will be. And then you'll start and it'll just, you know, you'll absolutely harness that energy and yeah. um and you'll go it'll, for it. It'll take like a few a uh, few times, a few kilometers to figure it out. Maybe <laughs> first loop will be like, all right, like I I think I got it down. <laughs> I think the first first round will be the most intimidating. And then after it's uh you kind of have it in the bag at that point. <laughs> I, but <laughs> this is slightly yeah. not related but slightly related because it's still OCR so I did um, quite a lot of commentary towards the end of last year and I did a few short races like the European Champs and the Trifecta World Champs and at the end of the coverage I'd just kind of just be like oh I'm exhausted like I'm so tired that because it was a whole time like oh, da, da, da. and then I was thinking how 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 am I gonna do world's toughest murder we're talking like 27 hours and the weird thing was, I was always nervous before those short broadcasts, like really, really nervous. And then it would start and I'd be fine. Exactly. Like we're talking about short races and world's toughest. I just wasn't nervous. I think I had a lot of faith of uh, the OCR report I was with, but I wasn't nervous. But then I didn't have the same level of exhaustion either. It's like the adrenaline didn't huh. kick in in the same way. It was the same thing as like, I can't run on adrenaline for this. It has to be a different kind of energy. And it my, and I know it sounds silly because I'm sitting talking, but I'll still say it. My body performed totally differently doing 27 hours versus three hours. And it's just so strange because they're completely different things, but the body behaves, the way the body behaves is incredible, basically. It's like the, the parallels that, yeah. yeah, how it works and how it powers you is just, it does things that we just don't understand. So sorry, I just took over for a second, but it tied a tiny little parallel in there. <laughs> no, I agree. Um. So sounds like you've got a very exciting 23 planned like you like we said going from the 3k series to hopefully utmb i mean that is a huge range of competition and performance so that's incredible and you had a great 2022 but let's just quickly touch on where you came from what brought you to ocr uh what brought you to the level that you are your, your kind of sporting history i've spoken to so many people that have come from an absolute range of backgrounds from yep i competed and was in sport my whole life too yeah i didn't start until i was 23 and so let's talk about you where did you how did you get here um yeah so i i've been a distance runner most of my life uh i i competed in triathlons as well um at a young age but i started running in high school doing track and cross country and, um, you know, I, I did one year in college and I kind of, kind of got burnt out from that. Um, and I guess that's when I discovered OCR at that time. Um, I was pretty much looking for something else, um, something to kind of spark that, that flame again, you know, and, um, I, I had started seeing more on social media, more ads and stuff about like Spartan race and, I saw these guys that just look so gritty. They're so strong, <laughs> covered in mud. Like they got scrapes all over, all over them. It's like, heck yeah. Like that, that's what I want to, I want to do that. Like it just, it looks so cool. And like, you know, rolling around in the mud and like just getting totally dirty. That was, that, that just seemed so exciting to me. So um, I think was it 20, 2013, I entered my first Spartan and Tough Mudder. Um, just kind of did open waves just for fun, just try it out. Um, I think I, I was in, I'm from Illinois originally. Uh, I saw Bracken out there, uh, Amelia Boone, you know, in her inner prime, she was, she was crushing it that time. And, uh, she was living out in Chicago and, um, you know, I got to meet some, some OGs and, uh, it wasn't until 2015 when I moved out to Colorado, uh, I started training like. A lot more uh, started running on the trails a lot more just kind of hitting the gym a little bit climbing doing all that kind of stuff and I uh, 
entered my first elite race. Uh, it was, let's see, I was at Breckenridge. Uh, they had a race at Breckenridge and it was, I believe the day after one of the national races, the elite national races. Um, and you had like everybody there at the, it, you know, that year, like there's, there's so many guys, like the field was just stacked with, with these guys, like from, uh, you know, you had Robert Killian, who's comes from the uh, Ironman. Um, I think, I, I think Isaiah was running it. Like you have these like hulking guys, like, like CrossFitters, whatever they weightlifters, all that, like just a huge range of athletes. And, um, I got to race against Robert Killian and on Hill. I don't know if you've ever heard of on Hill before he's, he, he was racing. He still races. Um, I don't, you don't really see him as much, but, uh, yeah, it was the, it was the day after the national race, Killian still decided to race. And I, I made the podium that day. I was, I was the third guy. Um, that was my first podium. And like, I never thought I'd stand on the podium with Robert Killian. Like that was a very special moment to me. And, um, he, he told me like, I, I have potential. Like he, he sees something to me. And like, that was that like sparked something too. Like, you know, for him to say that, like this guy that I've never really met, like it was so cool to, to be up there racing with those guys. And, um, yeah, kind of like at that point I knew that I could, I could be good at this sport. So, um, yeah, 2015, I kind of, I started getting, getting into it, training a lot more. Uh, I did some, a little bit more local OCRs. Uh, they had warrior dash out here at the time, some tough mutters too, still. And I started doing the national series, the elite national series, uh, there, there hasn't been a year where I fully committed to that yet, but I think after between 2015 or 2019, I, I started getting into the series a little bit more. Um, I started going to these bigger races a little more consistently and I was placing like top 10 consistently. And then it came, came down, I was getting top five consistently. And it was like, you know, I had this, this pattern going and I just, I was so, so motivated. I, I kept training harder and harder and well, I wouldn't say harder, but more consistently. Um, I kept my training where it should be. And, you know, eventually I did the Spartan Spartan world championship, which the first year I did it, it was a very humbling experience. Um, I got my ass kicked. Like <laughs> I, I got my ass kicked like hardcore. Um, I think like I had, five or six chicks passed me. Like I saw, saw Lindsay go, uh, Rhea, like, I, I mean, Rose Wetzel, I'm like, going to uh, say being passed by those women is they're incredible. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, good, good job. Keep going. You guys are doing great. <laughs> I'd never had that happen to me in a race. So I was just like, Oh man. Um, but yeah, like I went back the next year and I trying to think I got like top 15 or something. And then, um, the next year I got top 10 and like, I, I had such good improvements year after year. And, um, yeah, you know, I, from then I just, I just focused on, um, OCR and kind of some shorter trail races, uh, out here. And, you know, I lived out in the mountains for a while and trained out there, which gave me a huge advantage. Um, I, I was living now at like, I don't know, was it 9,000 feet, uh, training on the trails every day and I would go do a race out at sea level and just, and crush it. And like, <laughs> I think that, that gave me a, a tremendous advantage. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful to have a place like that to, to train, but yeah, ever since moving out to Colorado, like I got into to OCR like a lot more. And, you know, I think part of it is the community out here too. Like we, we have a lot of OCR athletes. Um, it sounds like OCR <laughs> Mecca basically. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. <laughs> all the guys are out there. What was it? The the women's team at OCRWC, they called themselves the Colorado Crushers because they're all, yeah. Colorado, all, all yeah. living in Colorado. Well, there's uh, that, I guess, and I I hadn't heard of this until like a couple of days ago, the uh, Gov Games mm. out in uh, Dubai. Yeah, uh, we have everyone's going to that. Yeah, I know. I feel so left out. <laughs> Well, so do I, people were talking about it. I was like, what are the Gov games? They're like, uh, it's huge. Everyone's going. I was like, why do I not know about this? So I followed them on Instagram. I was like, how do I? This has almost appeared out of nowhere, but with some fantastic huge names going. And yeah. you that you're not going. 
It's uh, I think people got invited from uh, the Spartan Spartan worlds. Those who attended Spartan worlds in Dubai, I think they got like a special invitation or something. Oh, um, I think that's what I heard. But yeah, it's it's pretty early in the season. I didn't think there'd be that type of like big race. I mean, it seems like a pretty big, almost like a championship type race, but I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to see what happens uh, and see what it's like. It seems to be quite a mix of athletes that are going from yeah. kind of like ninja to OCR to a CrossFit. Other CrossFit athletes. Guys. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I saw Lindsay's team. She sounded like she had a really good mix of people. Yeah. Uh, but like we got... Very, very different athletes. There's a, there's a, I mean, USA is all Colorado um, or no, there's also people from San Diego. Um, they are hunters, hunters group, Hunter McIntyre. But uh, yeah, that's, it'll be interesting. I think they have a bit of everything in that, like Ninja Warrior, uh, some sort of like puzzle solving, all that stuff. <laughs> Love so, it. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it looks really good fun. <laughs> doesn't look too challenging but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think i would find it challenging so it sounds like your kind of uh, your journey through ocr has been i mean i love the entry i love the way you talk about it because it's just kind of it's almost so normal for somebody who's then competing at, and you know winning world championships and and getting 100 miles at world's toughest motor but it's such a normal entry like oh, i saw these dudes doing this and it looked really cool like we all <laughs> did that we we're like i want to be that cool I'm like oh it can be <laughs> um but yeah it sounds like a really great kind of journey of just consistent gains consistent improvement and just working and sticking with it because they can you know for a lot of athletes it does happen some kind of go you know they catapult to a certain position and then kind of stay there and and don't get to the top or some kind of go through a steady progression but sometimes don't break it and some you know do make it obviously because everyone's every race has got a number one um but it must be quite difficult to kind of keep pushing and going and what am i going to do this year is can i do better can i do better and and again like you were saying about the ultras there are points where you're going to have to take a risk to achieve the next level i guess you already had to do that with an ocr yeah 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 i, I guess i'm trying to I'm, I'm like trying to balance it too. I'm just trying to give myself different challenges too, in that sense, just to um, keep things interesting, keep myself on my toes. You know, there's definitely plenty of challenges in, in OCR. Like, um, I mean, staying at that, that level I want to be at, um, trying to defend my title at OCRWC, like there's still going to be challenges there. And, um, you know, they're, they're going to be different than what I find in, in ultra racing. So I'm kind of trying to challenge myself in both ways in that sense. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an awesome journey. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that there's still a lot of good competition in OCR. I'm hoping, you know, there's still a lot of athletes. I, I hoping it retains the sport retains, uh, a strong field of athletes consistently. Like that's, that's what we need. I mean, We've had championship races in the past where it's a championship race, but there's not quite enough like showing of athletes to mm. to necessarily like make it in a an official like you know you might have like a few guys who are like pretty good mm. they have enough experience in OCR and and whatnot, but like you just uh, there's just not as deep of a field I guess as there should be for like a championship race, but. Like it is what it is, but. Um, well, I've always, and I've said this a million times, I always found the women's competition a lot more exciting than the men's because as much as I love John Alban, and I do, I love and respect him very much, he was always winning. It was always kind of like, well, if he doesn't win, it's something going wrong. And yeah, sometimes the depth of field wasn't always there with the men. Um, and so the women were very exciting and still are very exciting, but personally i think in the last couple of years the men have really stepped up to it like there's been newcomers and you never mm -hmm. you can now no longer guarantee who's going to be on the podium it's yeah. kind of anyone's game and when it's anyone's game that's when it gets really exciting mm -hmm. you don't really i mean okay yes we know Lindsay's going to do well but you know chris is there and Eda's there there's there's 
there is competition, but the men are now starting to take the edge in terms of the the fierce fight. Like you just you could just never call it. It's it's great. yeah. It's it seems it seems there's kind of like a, a new there's a, a new influx of of male athletes. So I think mm-hmm. I think it's going to be okay for a few years. I think you know, and then we've just got to get the youngsters through. But I think the men have got good few years of really healthy competition going on. Yeah, the I think you know Spartan three K series might. I'm hoping it will um, bring in some some new blood. Um, you know, with that just that new format, I think we'll see we'll see different athletes, people, maybe people willing to do OCR a little more, like rather than like in years past, um, that people are intimidated. You know, going on these these courses doing the. Uh, uh, half a mile bucket carry uh mm. up this like super steep hill like you know i think you, there's so many people who are like intimidated when they when they watch that but i think now that is if they don't utilize the the terrain as much um and kind of just make it a little closed course kind of all right there like a little more i guess predictable um who knows maybe that'll that'll breed a new type of of athlete maybe maybe you'll see a lot more younger people uh cross-country runners or or track runners come in like Mm. um or or possibly some ninja warrior guys who may hopefully have like uh some some degree of running fitness Mm. but you know because obstacle proficiency is i think that'll be the the name of the game at this point and um i think all you need then is a little extra like speed um, be quick but i think guys who are like really good in obstacles really really fast proficient i think they're gonna you know they're gonna thrive yeah. in these kinds of, of races so yeah we'll see how it changes up the field i mean there's some guys who are like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do the new series like um we'll we'll see if i think atkins would would come still i i don't think he um i don't think he quite cares for like this type of like race you know it's mm. I can, I can understand that, like from where he comes from the races he's done in the past. I mean, he's yeah. Like it's, it's a big change for sure. Like it's a big change. So it is a big change and it has come under fire. And do I necessarily agree with everything? No, but do I think that, you know, there's a lot of progression needed in the sport? Yeah. And this is just a new route. Like OCR, as it is today is not how it's going to end up like there's a lot of evolution and reincarnations that we need to go through before it becomes and it'll probably become three or four different sports three or four completely different sports just like running is you know a sprint is not the same thing as an ultra but doesn't mean one is better than the other they're just two completely different sports so we'll see and it will i imagine I imagine this year with the series will probably be a little tricky. There'll be lots of things to iron out. It won't run perfectly. There will be problems that always are when something's new, but hopefully people will have the patience uh, and understanding that, you know, it's still a human venture, that it Mm -hmm. could be great. It could be great. I don't, I don't know how much I love the kind of pandering to the Olympic side and the modern pentathlon, but as someone made a really good point, was just because that aspect of OCR exists and that part of OCR is going towards fitting in with that that isn't all of OCR. It doesn't have to apply to everything. And, you know, laser pistols, why not? (laughs) Why not? I mean, everything is, you know, if we talk, go back to what we said about World's Toughest Matter, you know, tires and banana grips, nobody nobody complained about that. So maybe take ourselves a little less seriously and think of something fun i don't know or just yeah it's just a different part of competition isn't it yeah yeah we'll we'll see where it goes I'm, we'll see i might say something totally different in 12 months but i'm trying to be open-minded right now <laughs> yeah yeah same <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of how i'm gonna come into the the first race just just be open-minded about it and you know still still race hard and mm. yeah i'm just I'm hoping we'll have some some good competition, make it exciting for viewers and and all that. I reckon so. I think it'll be good fun. I think if the if the participation of the viewers are there, the atmosphere is going to be incredible and be a lot of fun to be part of. And yeah, any issues will get ironed out with time. 
And hopefully there aren't any, but you never know. Well, as we all know, with problems comes growth. So yeah, of course. Thing. I don't think it's all going to be perfect. So, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be good yeah. fun. So when did you say your next race was? Um, well, I'm actually doing a half marathon in a couple of weeks, but uh, my next big one is uh, mid-April out in uh, Fruta, Colorado, just like a few hours from here. So nice. um, that's going to be the qualifier for UTMB. That's that's going to be, hopefully I can punch my ticket to, so. to France. You know? I'm, I, I definitely have a lot more, like I'm putting a little bit more pressure on myself for this one, but um, you know, the, the last race was just kind of like break the rust off a little bit, just kind of get my feet wet, just try it out, see, see how it is. Um, but this one's like for more of a purpose. Like I, I have a very specific goal, um, not just to finish in a certain time. Um, I would like to get like, it's kind of sounds silly, but I would like to, to PR in the hundred K. I think, I think this other course is kind of similar, um, to where I could potentially do that. But, um, yeah, I, I just kind of, I have different, uh, um, different goals in this one and I'm just putting a little bit more pressure on myself. Um, not too much, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping, uh, hoping I can do well. So what do you have to achieve to get the entry to UTMB? Uh, top, top three, top three for direct entry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this one's. This race is a little more low key than mm -hmm. the last one I did, but um, yeah, you know, I think there'll still be some guys, and um, it's the race has been around for for a while. I think it, it's it attracts a lot of people. It's like a whole weekend of of events, so it'll be big. It'll be really big. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for the best in that one, and <clears throat> I do have plans. If things don't work out, if I don't happen to qualify, I I have other plans too. So, you know, it's not like I'm, um, putting all my, uh, eggs in one, one basket here, but. Yeah, but it's amazing to have, it's great to have a goal to work towards as you know, and you know, if you're not going to take the risk, you're never going to know. So yeah, exactly. Go for it. And I, I have faith in you that you can make it happen, but if not, yeah, you adapt and you, 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 you take it in a different direction. So, but I think yeah. you'll, do fine. you'll do great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, I will I will let you get on with your day. Um, thank you so much for joining me. It was really nice to catch up with you and learn a bit more about you. And it'll be great to see you back at OCRWC hopefully this year. Um, and to continue watching your progress. We've, you know, got your eyes on our eyes on you. We we I don't know if you saw we do the OCRWC, the world rankings, and we mm -hmm. We popped you at number one. You were you were placed number one for the preseason. So we we do have our eyes on you, and we wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you. I'll I'll definitely be coming back defending my my title. So I'm excited. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.